0: This is the Business English Podcast, episode 81. Three things to look for when you choose a business English teacher with Brad C. Welcome to the Business English Podcast from All Ears English. Get the English skills you need to achieve your dreams in global business. For a presentation, a meeting, or your office party, this is Real Business English with your favorite American hosts, Lindsay and Michelle, coming to you from New York City and Colorado, USA. Hey, Brad. Welcome to All Ears English. How are you?
1: Great, Lindsay. It's good to be back talking to you again.
0: Hey, great. We had you on the show way back in December of 2014 in episode 232. And in that episode, you taught us what we must know about interviews in the United States. So welcome back.
1: (laughs) It's great to be here.
0: How have you been over the last couple of years?
1: I've been pretty busy. I'm uh, still living and training in Germany, and uh, most of the work that I do is uh, inside of companies. I uh, go to their offices, and then we have classes uh, usually once a week. And I also continue to do online training with uh, italki and other companies and then uh, people can find me there and I can help them with uh, presentations or any other business skills that they need work on and also with interviewing and uh, CV correction as we talked about last time.
0: Okay, that's great. So you must have a lot of insight into, you know, students who are preparing for English in the corporate world and what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. And I think a big thing, Brad, is choosing the right corporate English teacher and making sure that teacher is doing things the right way so that our students, our listeners will be prepared at work. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. And there's so many people doing it, but uh, how they do it is often very different.
0: Okay. So it's hard for our listeners to know exactly what to look for, right? It's It can be tough when you're choosing a teacher. How do you know that you're preparing with the right person? So I thought maybe Brad, since you do so much training in the corporate world that you could tell us three things to look for when you choose a business English tutor, someone to come into. I mean, let me ask you a question. Do you normally work with students inside their companies? Do you come to work at the end of the day and help them?
1: I'm actually uh, training them during the business day. They will set aside uh, 60 or 90 minutes every uh, week during a certain period, and I'll come in and we'll go into a meeting room, and I'll do the lesson in the meeting room.
0: Okay. And what would you say is the big, is there one big major thing that students really struggle with in terms of business English? Is there a way to generalize there, or is it a bunch of different things?
1: Well, it kind of ties into what you should do right from the beginning before you even uh, choose a business English trainer, which is Mm -hmm. a very good needs assessment. And basically, you want to find out not just the level of the students, and that's very important. Are they beginning or intermediate or advanced? But you also want to know what should be the focus of the training. What do they use English for in their work the most? And there's different needs for different companies so is it emailing is it telephoning meetings presentations negotiations and so forth what are they doing mostly in english and it could be talking to native english speakers in america or australia or britain or it could be that they're talking to chinese people and the chinese people don't speak their language and they don't speak chinese so they use english
0: right english as the international language so exactly Okay. So is that your first tip here, Brad? Is that what we should do? So from our listener's perspective, if they are looking to evaluate a possible business English tutor, is that the first thing that that teacher should be doing, that teacher, that tutor should be doing in the beginning is conducting a needs assessment?
1: Precisely. And asking them specifically, what do you need to do better in English to do your job better?
0: Yeah. And then once
1: the teacher knows that, then he can design role plays and work on writing skills. If it's mostly emails or reports or specifications, he can yeah. uh, give them the language that's used for the particular thing they're doing, including their business uh, industry, whether it's sales or IT or uh, pharmaceutical, medical English, et cetera. And then even the grammar that is appropriate for that business skill.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this okay. is a
1: thing uh, with the grammar because a lot of companies, English training companies, minimize grammar or they say we don't do grammar that much. We're not interested mm-hmm. in that. And mm-hmm. grammar should not be taught just so that a student can speak perfectly.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I like sure.
1: I like your slogan: "Connection, not perfection." Okay,
0: <laughs> thank you. <Yes>. But
1: <laughs> grammar should be taught to make the speaker more clear. Mm-hmm. So if a student mm-hmm. says, "I go to Boston." This is a problem because the listener doesn't know if this trip is in the past, present, or future. But if she or he says, I go to Boston last week, it's Mm -hmm. still incorrect grammar, but now we understand 100% what the speaker is communicating. So certainly the teacher should try to teach the correct past tense of go, but it's not an emergency.
0: Okay, great. Okay, so for our listeners, when it comes to that first tip from you, Brad, here, should our listeners, I mean, if the teacher is not conducting the needs assessment, should the student move on and find someone new? Is that the advice before we move on to the next one?
1: I would say so, because then they uh, don't really care about what your needs are. They're just going to teach you the same thing they teach everybody else. They have a a book or a plan, and that's not really going to help you.
0: Okay, awesome. So that is our first tip, Brad. Thank you for that. So guys, make sure that when you're choosing that business English tutor, that tutor has a system set up to figure out exactly what you need. Okay, awesome. So what is your second tip then, Brad? What should our listeners look for and expect to see with their business English tutor?
1: Well, the one thing they should not expect is that the teacher is going to teach them how to speak English fluently. Mm -hmm. Because they're being paid by the company to train the employees. And the company has every right to expect that the teacher will make their staff good enough in English to do their jobs. But they're not paying them to make them speak English perfectly. So you need to focus on the language that is used for their business and the language that everybody uses every day, thousands of times a day all over the world. And if you use and learn those chunks of common business language, it's not so difficult. It may not be as creative as a native speaker, but it's enough to be understood not only by native speakers, but by non-native English speakers. Mm -hmm. So I tell my students, try to learn two typical phrases for interrupting in a meeting, agreeing or disagreeing, asking questions, Mm -hmm. asking for a favor. That's enough. Everyone will Mm -hmm. understand them. In the future, as they become more fluent, they can learn three or four or five phrases. That's great. But to begin with, just get two.
0: And then they can do their jobs. mm, So it's kind of the mentality of don't try to be perfect. Don't try to be creative and learn everything. Just learn the key chunks for the key functions, right? The key tasks that we want to communicate. Is that right?
1: Exactly. And then their bosses will be happy with the investment that they've made in the training because now they'll be able to function in English.
0: Mm, do you do any work with students on telephone English?
1: Absolutely. And yeah. a lot of those phrases are the same phrases that we use every day around the world.
0: Yeah, that's something that we've noticed from our listeners, that that is one of the most, is the most panic-inducing moments is being on the phone. Um, just as, as a side point, do you have any quick tips on how listeners can get better on the phone when it comes to that panic moment? Just as a quick side tip.
1: Well, again, if they have learned a few common phrases that everyone's using, even native speakers are using, they shouldn't mm-hmm. panic because they're yeah. not going to be any worse than anyone else. So, right. you know, I'm, I'm afraid he's not in the office today. Mm-hmm. Would you like to call back tomorrow is a pretty easy way to say when yep. somebody's not there.
0: Yeah, I I found that one of the things that it seems to me that students worry about more is actually understanding. So there's a fear that the, the, the message is not getting across. They're not completely understanding what the person's saying on the other end. Maybe do you work with students to kind of center themselves and get strong in terms of listening skills as well on the phone?
1: Yeah, and you can do a lot of listening practice, but the main thing is to just tell them not to be afraid to ask the speaker to repeat Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And say it more slowly and clearly because, you know, it's in the other person's interest that you get the message correct.
0: Right. You're working together with the other person. You're not working against the person, right?
1: Right. So they want you to get their phone number correct and their name correct and everything else. And so they should help you.
0: Okay. I love that. So guys, that's great advice. So uh, Brad's second tip then here is don't expect to reach fluency. You don't need to become super creative necessarily for the business world. It's just learning those few key chunks for those language functions, those tasks that you want to accomplish, right? Is that correct, Brad?
1: Exactly. And remember that even native speakers are using the same words. So it's, it's, it's what everybody says.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So we're learning you know what people are saying, so the native speaker is going to understand what you're saying because it's what they're saying too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That creates a bit of an insider effect. Very cool. So what would be your third tip then, Brad, in terms of what our listeners should look for when they find that business tutor?
1: Well, they should choose a teacher who is prepared with new things each week, and the key mm-hmm. word there is preparation. A good business English teacher will have specific things to teach or practice that she or he has planned before the lesson. If your teacher is spending most of the time in class talking about vacations or what's in the news or what happened on the weekend, that's not going to help you do your job better in English.
0: Sure, sure. Okay, so what kinds of new things do you bring into your lessons typically? Give us some examples of what this looks like.
1: Well, I try to have a mix of things in every lesson so that it doesn't get boring and so that different skills are developed. So, for example, we might spend 15 minutes working on meetings language, and then we might spend 15 minutes working on a particular grammar point. And these grammar points will change based on what they need to learn. So, for example, if they are in using negotiations as part of their job in English, they need to know the second conditional form. So if we gave you a 10% discount, would you allow us to pay in 30 days instead of 90 days? That's Mm -hmm. the second conditional. Or if they're in logistics, they need to know the future perfect. The package Mm -hmm. will have arrived by Friday. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. teach that to everybody because not everybody needs to know that form, but people in logistics do.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love it. So that makes sense. So always having new things, things that are tailored to the student and always being prepared. I think, as you said, that is the key point. We want teachers who are on their feet and they're ready and they're ready to customize things for their students, right? right. For you guys specifically.
1: Right. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, it's possible. It's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder.
0: Um, Let me ask you a quick follow-up question. Do you think that it's important that a teacher actually have experience in in the corporate world themselves rather than just a career teaching English to be a good business English tutor?
1: I think it's better, uh, it isn't essential, but I think that if you've spent a lot of years working in a company, you understand how companies work,
0: <laughs> yeah. and yeah. that's important that's for
1: students. You know, they yeah. want to know that you are, can relate to what they're talking about, and it, uh, mm-hmm. if you're an expert in IT, then great, you're going to be the best person to teach an IT class, but you don't have to be an expert in IT to teach an IT class.
0: Yeah, that's right. So I think it's interesting because when it comes to the corporate world, there are a lot of things about the way decisions get made in corporations that someone might not understand if they've just been a teacher. Right throughout their career. And I think that's really key. That's something we always suggest for our students. Look for a teacher that's worked in the corporate world. If you really want to hone in on your business English and get serious about it, I think that'll give our listeners the best kind of Mm -hmm. leg up, right? The best advantage.
1: Exactly. I think it's easier to teach someone who's been in the corporate world to be a good business English teacher than it is to Mm -hmm. teach somebody who's a good business English teacher how to be corporate.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's very true. That's very true. Okay, that's great. So Brad, could you just really quickly summarize your top three tips for what our listeners should look for when they find a business English tutor? Certainly, for us. Certainly. Okay.
1: In the beginning, they should make sure that the teacher does a good interview with them to find out what they need to do in English so that the teacher can design the course around those needs and not waste time on things they don't need to know.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: second thing is they should include... Grammar and vocabulary, but only in, to the degree that it is helping the student to learn what they need to do their jobs better in English. Again, don't teach everything. Teach what's necessary for them in their industry and with their day-to-day work.
0: Mm hmm. Okay. And all then right. finally, the, third the finally
1: yes. thing was to make a teacher find a teacher who works every week and plans classes based on each individual class, not a one size fits all. And also make sure that if you want homework, That the Mm -hmm. teacher is prepared to give it to you, which a lot of people forget. Because if you're going to learn a language, the best way is to practice also on your own. You're not going to learn it for, you know, one hour a week in a year with holidays and sickness and busy days, etc., when you don't go to class. So you need to practice on your own. If you're willing to do that, the teacher has to be able to give you those materials to practice It may not be homework that he checks, but it's something that you can have to practice and reinforce the language that you learned in class.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's a good, that's a good tip. Homework. The work has to, you know, continue when we're not necessarily in class. And the piece about being prepared is really key. I think that comes down to the passion of the teacher too, right? If a teacher is really engaged and really passionate, they're going to be prepared. They're going to customize things for you. They're going to understand where you're at. It's not just about their curriculum and what they've done before, guys. So you should notice that. Be attuned to those things when you choose a teacher. And don't be afraid to be picky, right? If you get someone you don't like, then move on. Talk to your boss about finding a new company that can consult and bring those English skills into your company. I love that. Absolutely. So
1: don't st- don't okay. stick yourself with a bad teacher longer than you have to.
0: Yeah, don't settle. (laughs) That's what we do. That's what we we avoid in life in general, right? In so many aspects of our lives, we want the best, so we should not settle for less. Love it. (laughs) You got it. Okay. Very cool, Brad. Well, this has been great. So I'm guessing that, you know, it's, you know, we're getting into the fall here. The weather's getting cooler. And some of our listeners might be thinking about getting serious with their business English. So where can they go to think about working with you if they want to get business English lessons from you, Brad?
1: Well, it's the, yes, it is the busier time of the year now. Summer was quiet and people are coming back and classes are starting up again. So right. the best way to work with me, if you're not living in Germany, <laughs> is to mm. uh, to an online course with me on italki.com. And if you go there and search for a teacher named Brad C, C like cat, okay, or Charlie, Brad C. You'll find me and uh, I will be happy to uh, discuss what you need to improve your business English.
0: Okay, that's fantastic. So I want to encourage you guys, if you've been searching for a while for the right business English teacher, go on over and, and talk to Brad and see if that's a good match. Brad, do you offer any kind of sort of initial consultation with students? How does that work for you for the onboarding process for you?
1: We'll discuss that uh, in writing a little bit, and then uh, there are packages available for a reduced price, or else there can be a special uh, one or two lessons if someone's having particular problems with pronunciation or they want to uh, work on their writing a little bit. We can do it on a short-term or a long-term basis.
0: Okay. Very cool. So guys, going over to italki.com and go to the search bar, type in Brad C and find Brad's profile. Okay. This has been good, Brad. Thanks for coming on the show because we need to know what to look for, right? Again, we want to try to get the best when it comes to teachers and we need to know the criteria that will work for us to get the best teacher. So thanks a lot and uh, good luck with your corporate consulting work.
1: Always a pleasure, Lindsay. Thank you.
0: All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.